Why? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are called out of darkness into light. You are a chosen people. You are the church. You don't attend church. You are the church. God wants it quite clear for you this morning to know that you are the church. He goes on. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Do you recognise any of this? Does this kind of like tick any boxes in your life? It does for me. Dear friends, I urge you, as aliens and strangers in the world, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. On the day he visits us, he's going to come again. The Bible quite clearly says that. He's going to come again. Do you know, uh, that is, I never told you this, the title of my, uh, my uh, thing is, uh, my little talk I guess, is Here Comes the Bridegroom. Here Comes the Bridegroom. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Bless me anyway. <laughs> oh, where's that come from? That's good that. I'll write that down. <laughs> but what I want you to know is that God loves you. Here comes the bridegroom. The church, you are a chosen people. You are the bride. The bride of Christ. Now, I wonder what you'd like a bride to be. Now, I've got a picture here, I think. Okay, now this young lady is just, don't know, I've never seen her before, as probably you haven't. She's quite nice, isn't she? Quite, quite nice looking girl. You know, church sometimes can look quite nice. It can look okay. From the outside, it can be okay. But God doesn't just want an okay church, an okay bride. He doesn't want an okay bride, this is what he wants. He wants a beautiful bride, that's the same lady. She's been dressed. She's a beautiful looking bride. God wants a beautiful bride. He doesn't want a mediocre one. He doesn't want a mediocre church. He wants a beautiful church. The main thing that God told me to uh, impress upon you this morning is this thing about we are his bride. Lord, what should I tell them? Tell them that they are my bride. Yeah, but what else? That I don't want an ordinary bride. That I want a beautiful bride. Yeah, but how can we be beautiful, Lord? How can we be beautiful indeed? Unless you are born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You know that, don't you? Unless you are born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. When we're born again, let me read again from 1 Peter. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, all their glory... It's like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. You did not become part of God's bride or church 
on your own by yourself. The word had to be preached to you. Someone had to tell you about Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Jesus this morning, I want to encourage you because Jesus loves you and he wants you to be a part of his bride, but not a mediocre bride, a beautiful bride. And hopefully, as we continue our journey through the 40 days of purpose, and if you think of Richard's extreme makeover and all that's going on, that God's taken us on a journey to look at ourselves and he wants to prepare us for something really special. Now I've got a, a, a clip for you, a film, that's about four minutes and it's from Avatar, the film Avatar. I don't know if you've watched Avatar. Anyone watched Avatar? For those that haven't, um, this film is really about, it's about a human being who enters into the body of, I guess, an alien. Okay? And he, when he enters in, he enters into a completely new life, a different life. They live different than human beings, completely different. And he enters in and he meets one of these other aliens who happens to be a female. There's something special about this guy that enters this, uh, that becomes this alien. Something special about him. And she spots this. And uh, I don't know how, we, how we're winning. You can pause it if you want when you get it, when you get it going and you make sure you've got the sound and everything. But she, she meets him and there's something special. And you know, the thing about when we become Christians, there's something special about us. Just to let you know, she's just saved him from being killed.
Thank you. Thank you, Marilyn. You've done a fantastic job up there this morning. So, I love that film so much, I could just say, let's keep it on, watch it. You know, it's a great film. I encourage you to watch it. But, did you notice, she said to him, you're like a baby? Stupid, like a baby. And you know, when we first enter into the kingdom of God, we're like babies, spiritual babies. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you're 20, 30, 40, 50, it doesn't matter how old you are in years, when you first enter into the kingdom of God, you're like a baby. Stupid. Do silly things, do wrong things. And, and we need to just realize that when we enter into the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, we are not made perfect. We have sometimes this idea that we're completely perfect and from now on, we'll never make a mistake. But that's not true. We continue, it's a journey. But what, but what God wants is he wants a beautiful bride. A perfect bride. A bride that wants to enter into his presence. That says, Father, would you fill me with your spirit? Lord, would you show me? Would you continue to wash me clean with your blood? Jesus, the Son of God, would you do these things for me? This is what God wants to do. This is God's purpose and plan for each one of us. And as a church, when we worship together, that we enter into God's presence in such a way that, that we've grown, that we enter into his spiritual side of God, that we touch something special, that we don't remain as babies. Sometimes in church, we ask Jesus into our lives and that's as far as it goes. And yes, you're saved, but why remain like a baby? Why not journey on? Why not? A few weeks ago, God said to me, expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. That was, a, that was such a word from God. Expect the unexpected. Don't be afraid, because God 
is can be trusted. He saved you. Like the guy said on the film, why did you save me, he said to her. He saved, she saved him, why did you save me? They normally killed them. Because you have a strong heart. It's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. It's not about this. It's all about the heart. How strong is your heart? How strong is your heart? Because it's your heart that propels you on this journey with God. God says, don't remain a baby. You have a strong heart. Father, why did you save me? Because you have a strong heart. Because I love your heart. It's all about the heart. When we become the bride of Christ, it's our hearts. It's not what we know. It's not about knowledge. Yes, that's okay, but it's about the heart. It's about what you do. It's about who you help, who you take care of. How you communicate the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That everyone is saved. And that God loves everyone. And he doesn't want anyone to perish. God does not want one person on this planet to perish. And if we're his only, his only plan to tell them, then we must tell them. But if we're too like a baby, then perhaps we don't really know how to tell them. And as we mature and as we grow and encourage each other, then we tell them and we show them. Not hit them over the head with the Bible and say, have you been saved or do you know Jesus? But love them. Love them into the kingdom of God. A challenge. Pick one person. One person that you know is not a Christian. One person. And pray for them. And ask God to put his arms around them. And love them. And befriend them. And encourage them. One person. If every one of us in this room took one person. If it took five years or ten years for that to happen. For that person to come through and be saved. And I would think some might be quick. Some might be longer. But the place, this room would double in number. One person. One at a time. One at a time. How do you become born again? How do you become born again? How can I have this born again life? How can I be filled with the Spirit? Questions to ask. Ask the questions. Keep asking until you get the answer. Because God so desires to touch each one of you. And me. Each one of us. Ask. How do children grow? How do children learn? They ask. Mum, what's that? Dad, what's that? Grandma, what do I do here? Grandad, what do I do here? What's this for, Grandad? Why are they doing this? Why is that that colour? Crazy questions, aren't they? Lots and lots of questions. But that's why the beauty of children, they're beautiful. Children are just amazing gift from God. Unless we become as a child of God, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. Unless we become like small children. It's, it's crazy. But it's beautiful. It's wonderful. How can you become born again? You know you just have to ask. You have to ask. You have to ask Jesus. Lord Jesus, please would you come into my life. Would you please forgive me for the things that I've done. And would you please 
Lord, come into my life. Guess what? He'll run. Can't wait to get in. And it seems to be the most difficult step that we would ever have to make because we think with our mind and not our heart. And that's the problem. But once you've done it, it's like you look back and you think, wow, it's a wow moment. Who's had a wow moment? It's a wow moment. It's like, wow, how did that happen? It seems so difficult, I didn't understand it, then all of a sudden, wow. That's, that's the kingdom of God. James says, it's with your heart that you believe. It's with your heart. And it's with your mouth that you confess. With your heart you believe, with your mouth you confess. One Peter chapter two says this Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. Crave pure spiritual milk. Interesting how the word pure there, because there's a lot of spiritual milk out there. There's a lot of spiritual stuff going on out there. How do we know it's pure? Because it's from Jesus. Because Jesus was the only pure person that walked on this earth. He was the only pure one. That's how we know. Pure spiritual milk. Why? So that you may grow up in your salvation. You are saved. But you need to grow up. You need to mature. That's what he's saying. Grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Unless you taste a piece of chocolate, you don't know what it tastes like. I remember Jim once saying about a strawberry. Well, you, you've seen a strawberry, you know what a strawberry looks nice as a strawberry, doesn't it? But, but what, what does it taste like? I remember Jim saying this. What does it taste like? Probably 20 years ago. What does a strawberry taste like? You don't know, do you, Jim, until you taste it, bite into it. You don't know. What does God taste like? What does he taste like? You don't know, do you? Until you bite into it. It's good, isn't it? Isn't it? It's wonderful, isn't it? It's wonderful. Well, we had a reading earlier on, didn't we, about the five wise and five foolish it says virgins in uh, NIV. In another translation it says brides. And there were five brides. Maids. Thank you. Five bridesmaids. Five bridesmaids. Who were foolish and didn't have enough oil. And there were five that did have enough oil. And the oil is the symbol of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. When it talks about the oil, it's talking about the Spirit of God. The oil. And we need to be filled with the Spirit of God. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God. And you can do it here, together. You can do it at home, in your own Bible reading, in your prayer time, before you go to bed. Before you go to bed, you could just say, Father, will you just please fill me with your Holy Spirit? Lord, will you fill me every night? Lord, will you fill me with your Spirit? Lord, I want to know the peace. If you're in difficulties and you're in trouble, Lord, please, will you fill me with your Spirit? I need, I need peace. 
I need to know your rest. I need to rest in your presence. And it's peace that God gives us. It's peace in whatever our circumstances are. I know it's difficult, but it's peace. Just keep asking and keep asking. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be afraid of asking God. Of coming before him. He just wants us to ask. He's our dad. (laughs) He's our father. He loves us. He wants to be a part of us and he wants other people to know him. And that's what he wants. So if life was a journey, from a baby to a 93 year old lady, if you get stuck in a traffic jam, you are the traffic. If you come to church, you are the church. If you want to be born again, open your heart and say, Lord, I'd like to be born again. I'd like you to come into my life. I'd like you to fill me with your spirit. I'd like to claim that promise of forgiveness. Like the water in the glass. We get dirty. We go on. The thing is, we continue to get dirty. I don't know about you, but I still do things wrong. And I still struggle with stuff. And I still get angry and I get frustrated sometimes. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. <laughs> and sometimes I don't tell the truth. Sometimes I might say something and straight away I know. Do you know, have you ever done that? Where you, you've not told the truth and then straight away you know that you've not told the truth. Who's done that? I have. Is that not, that's not the spirit touching us. Because we're like a baby, we're like children, we're growing and maturing and we still fall back. You know, like people say men never grow up, don't they? I don't know where they get that from, I can't think. People say men are always like, you know, boys and the toys. It's true, isn't it, really? It is true. Yeah, it is. I can see Pete shaking his head there, but it's true. You know, in Genesis chapter 2. Verses 15 to 17, it says this. The Lord God, he took man and he put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. This is what he did. And the Lord God said, in fact, he commanded the man, now you are free to eat from any tree in this garden. This is what God said. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. This is what God said. He was talking about spiritual death. He was talking about, not physical death, spiritual death. That unique relationship that God always wanted with mankind when he created us right at the beginning. We put a gap between it. Because we sin, we sin, because of sin, we put we put a chasm between us and God that we cannot cross. No matter why we try it, no matter what good we do, that's what we did. Our death is spiritual, and quite often we become more focused on knowledge, on knowing things, things in the natural, never really giving God a chance. How many of us do that sometimes? Not giving God a moment or even a second thought. And that's what happened in Genesis. 
But listen to this. This Bible, that's in Genesis. Now right the way through to the back and you go to Revelation chapter 22. And you read some amazing stuff. It's quite interesting how that's right at the beginning and this is right at the back, the end. And it talks about this journey that from when we're born to when we die, whenever that might be, it's a journey. And that the Bible itself is a journey from Genesis to Revelation. It's a journey and that God is into journeying. But God wants to journey along with us. In Revelation 22 verse 14, it says this, Blessed are those who wash their robes. That they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Isn't it interesting that what we do in Jesus, we restore ourselves back where now, not don't eat of the tree, but now you can eat the tree. Isn't that amazing? You can eat the tree of life. Because we have washed our robes, washed in the blood of lamb. It's it's. Hmm, Christianese stuff, isn't it? Like, I don't like it, but it's, it's that we've accepted Jesus, and just like the glass of water, and just like when we tell lies, or we steal, or whatever, we murder, or just upset or harm other people, we get dirty. And we ask Jesus to come in, and Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice, and only Jesus can clean, cleanse you. And you know when you've been cleansed, don't you? You know when that guilt's gone, so you know it's true. When you first become a Christian, I did, I don't know about you, but when I first became a Christian, I was sort of like bound up with all sorts of guilt. Then all of a sudden it went. I had this peace that passes all understanding. Am I connecting with you? Do you you agree with this? Do you think, yeah, I I, I can witness to that. I can witness to that. That's what happens. It's true. It's life. But isn't it interesting? That it says, blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life. God even provided the stuff to wash in, so they can wash our robes in Jesus. God even provided that. And all he says is, listen, why don't you do it? No pressure. You need to know I love you. Just do it. Try it. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Of course it doesn't make sense. You have to be like a child. And we think too much sometimes. Like a child. It goes on outside of the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Who loves and practices falsehood. Now I, I've practiced falsehood. I've told lies. I've done things that are not right. I've practiced it. Can't say I love it, but I've practiced it. There's no place for that in God's kingdom. And as we go before God and ask him to forgive us, then he will do and he makes us clean. It's a wonderful, wonderful gospel message. And then he goes on to say in verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony. I, Jesus, have sent an angel to tell you these things. Revelation, chapter 22, the end of the book. The beginning... We're not allowed to eat of the tree. At the end, we can eat as much as we want. Because Jesus came right in the centre. And he made it all possible. It's fantastic news. It's amazing news. God wants a bride. And he wants a beautiful bride. And as we continue on the journey and we enter into this actual idea that God wants us to be perfect. 
that he wants to pour his spirit upon us, that he wants to love us, and he wants to love everybody else, and he'll encourage us. He loves us. He loves us. I want to read just a few words, and then I've finished. It says this. The truth, is, the truth is this, and this is from The Purpose Driven Church, written by Rick Warren. We're doing The Purpose Driven something or other. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called now. Life, The Purpose Driven Life. The truth is this. Spiritual maturity, okay, is demonstrated more by behaviour than by what we believe. Um, okay, the Christian life isn't just a matter of creeds and convictions. It includes conduct, character. Our beliefs must be backed up with our behaviour. Our deeds must be consistent with what we believe. Love your neighbour as yourself. Forgive others as they forgive you. Real tough stuff. That's why we need the Spirit to fill us. To enable us to do these things. He goes on and says, Jesus said it most succinctly of all. By their fruit, you will recognise them. It is fruit, not knowledge, that demonstrates a person's maturity. It is fruit, not knowledge, that demonstrates a person's maturity. If we don't put into practice what we know, we foolishly build a house on sand. Shall we pray? I know I've covered a lot, but... Father, we thank you that we love you so much. We thank you, Father, that you love us so much, that you care for each one of us. And it might be this morning that you're sitting there and you're thinking, yeah, Father, I need a touch off you. I need to say, I'm sorry. I need to ask your forgiveness because I've gone off track. I've got stuck in a traffic jam. And I want to get off the next exit because I want to continue on my journey. You might be in such a place. Might be that you want to ask Jesus into your life, give your life to Jesus. You might be in such a place. If that's the case, I want to pray for you. Father, I just pray for every heart that is in this place. Father, I pray that you would open our hearts, that you would touch where we need to be touched, that you would refresh us, O oh God, that you would build us and help us to become this bride. That you talk about. This wonderful. Attractive. Bride. Your church. That draws others to you. Help us oh God. Help us encourage one another we pray. In Jesus precious name. Amen.